I'm Alan Hall, president of WeatherGuard Lightning Tech, and I'm here with the founder and CEO of Intel Store, Phil Totaro, and the chief commercial officer of WeatherGuard, Joel Saxon. And this is your newsflash. Newsflash is brought to you by our friends at Intelstore. If you need actionable information about renewable projects or technologies, check out Intelstore at intelstore.com. Amazon is spurring clean energy growth in Brazil with its first major wind farm in the country. The tech giant announced a 50-megawatt project that will generate over 250 gigawatt hours of renewable power annually. The $92 million wind farm will help supply Amazon's data centers and operations in the region. And Phil, this is really interesting because Amazon, when they put these new data centers in, no matter where they are in the world, they're trying to create renewable energy to power them. And, And that can be pretty complicated at times. It can, but it's interesting because Brazil's a market where even though they have kind of uh, recently very low PPAs, um, you know, if they're guaranteeing the power offtake to themselves, then it's less of a consideration for them to have to go into, you know, these competitive auctions and tenders for, for power offtake. Um, so, you know, it's, your, your CapEx is pretty cheap. There's plenty of turbine supply down there as, I guess, as long as you want a Vestas. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's plenty of opportunity for, for them to be able to do this and, and obviously co-locating, um, you know, your, your power generation with your, your load center, um, slash data center. Uh, is is going to be a, a good move. Um, Brazil's a market where you've got exceptionally high uh, capacity factors for most of the most of the capacity that's installed there. So it's um, you know it's something that I think makes sense for for me. Yeah, it's an interesting market down there too because in Brazil we know that the average uh, wind turbine installed about three megawatts. So the majority of their fleet is pretty new. And you're seeing a lot of a lot of growth down there, right? A lot of ISPs, a lot of uh, you know. We, have, we talk with our our friends with Arthwind there about all the things that they do and and the the parts of the market that they know. And they're seeing growth, growth, growth in the Brazilian market. So uh, Amazon's going down there. They're going to install a 50 megawatt project. While it makes sense for them, the resources to maintain that project uh, from an operations and maintenance position are starting to to uh, mature in the country as well. India's renewable energy ambitions are charging ahead with Adani Green Energy securing over $1.3 billion in financing for a massive clean power complex. The funds will back the initial development of Adani's planned 17 gigawatt hybrid wind and solar park. It's one of the largest project finance deals ever in Asia. And as we're discussing COP28, one of those items is what India is doing in terms of getting to renewable energy. Wow, Joel, this is amazing. 17 gigawatts is a big project. Yeah, when I saw that, I had to reread it. 17 gigawatts. I was like, wait a second, 17 megawatt? No, that's not that big a wind. Wait a second, 17 gigawatts, right? The the biggest wind farm. Yeah, the biggest wind farm in the United States for scale right now is about one gigawatt, just under one gigawatt. There is some in the pipeline that are like uh, three gigawatts and whatnot, but to go from uh, the largest... Uh, pipeline like hybrid solar plant uh, and renewable solar plant at three gigawatts you're talking almost a six times increase in size for this one project 
uh, fantastic undertaking by Adani. But I mean, as Phil can can share with us, Adani's making moves. Absolutely. So th- this one project um, alone gives them the opportunity to really leverage what they've tried to been trying to establish in terms of their wind turbine manufacturing cap- capacity um, with their new 5.2 megawatt turbine that's now been certified. Um, they've also got some solar uh, panel and cell manufacturing capacity that they have um, uh, implemented in India as well that they're looking to expand upon, uh, both for the domestic market as well as um, kind of regional exports into Sri Lanka and um, some other countries. Um, but they they have um, even bigger ambitions beyond this. Um, they actually also announced recently uh, in conjunction with COP28 um, that they're putting, they're going to commit $22 billion um, to uh, expand their portfolio, and in particular, the the uh, portfolio of projects in India. Um, so, you know, for a 17 gigawatt project, uh, $22 billion is going to cover most, but not all of that. Um, and it looks like they're now, you know, with this uh, $1.38 billion that they've raised in debt financing, they're starting to get um, other partners involved that are going to be necessary for them to, uh, to be able to grow and expand this pipeline. Integrated Power Services, a provider of power equipment and management systems, is bolstering its wind offerings with the acquisition of North Carolina-based Wind Solutions. Wind Solutions specializes in wind turbine upgrades and components like yaw systems. Its customer base spans wind farm owner, operators, and utilities across North America. Uh, Phil, this is interesting because uh, these two companies are are complementary of one another, but they're right next door, one in North Carolina, one in South Carolina, a place where there's essentially no wind turbines at the moment. But yet, a lot of the technology in wind is coming out of those uh, Atlantic uh, states. Well, it's it's again like we've talked about on you know the Uptime podcast and on Newsflash before. You know there are companies that are kind of making it a point to either kind of vertically integrate or partner with other companies um, that might have seemed kind of outside the the normal scope. For IPS to partner with an independent service provider and and refurb um, company is I think important for IPS because they're seeing kind of a growing um, demand. And in, uh, this is an area of business where, you know, they want to be able to provide refurbishment services on their, um, you know, couplings, slip rings, et cetera, everything that IPS supplies. Um, so I, I think it's a, it's a good move strategically. And um, it's probably not the last one that either IPS could make, or you could also see other supply chain companies potentially getting um, you know, kind of formal partnerships or other M&A deals established with, um, you know, independent service provider companies. You know, another thing that they're taking advantage of here that and not having to fight with the Midwest, because you think normally, hey, wind company going to be in the Midwest, wind factory somewhere along there in the supply chain corridor, basically, they're not fighting for workforce, right? South Carolina, North Carolina, that whole area that that workforce is not dedicated to you know the wind industry or we're trying to grab technicians or trying to do this. They have their own workforce. They have their own people, their own educational system and stuff over there. So um, that's actually a, a good move on their part as well. 